Hi, I'm Leah Potter. I'm Meredith Roten, and we are two news editors at the GW Hatchet. This is the Hatchet's weekly podcast from the second oldest newspaper in D.C., covering the happenings around Foggy Bottom and GW's campus. I'm here with our senior news editor, Kayla Harris, to give us a rundown of top news stories from this past year. Thanks for coming on, Kayla. Yeah, thanks for having me. This spring has been super busy. There have been a lot of changes on GW's campus. Um, University President Thomas LeBlanc, he just finished up his first year, so this spring has been full of new um, programs, new initiatives, that sort of thing. The semester kind of started off with this huge racist Snapchat incident that totally rocked campus. There was huge backlash to this post. And as a result of it, there are a bunch of new diversity measures that are being rolled out. The first one that students, especially incoming freshmen, will immediately notice is that there's mandatory diversity training for those incoming freshmen. Also, you have the change in the dining plan. The university increased the amount of money that you get with your dining dollars after students complain that, you know, there's there's not enough money on our G World cards to afford the cost of living or the cost of eating in Foggy Bottom. Also, there are some changes to the Colonial Health Center. Students will have to opt out of health insurance instead of opt in starting next year. So those are also major changes for students. And there were also recent changes to Title IX policies and procedures as well. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so that is one of the most recent changes that has happened. That policy will actually go into effect on July 1st. A lot of students probably remember everything that happened last year with Anika Rehan. She's an alumna now. At the time last year, she was a senior. She is a survivor of sexual assault, and her assailant was not expelled. She received a penalty that was lesser than recommended by the student code of conduct. And so she launched a series of protests and that sort of thing. After that incident, after some more complaints about the way the university handles Title IX complaints, the university brought in outside experts to review the Title IX policy. That review wrapped up very recently. And as a result of that review, the university is going to change the structure for investigations of uh, Title IX complaints. I feel like this past semester, all I've seen on the GW memes page has been things about McNutt coming as the commencement speaker. Yeah, um, me too, kind of. So Marsha McNutt um, was selected as the commencement speaker this year. She's the head of the National Academy of Sciences. And after she was selected, there was a ton of student backlash for that. A lot of students said, well, first of all, she has a science background. We're mostly a poli-sci, international affairs journalism school. Also, she has a lesser profile than some past speakers that we've had. We've had senators in the past. Kerry Washington came, Michelle Obama even one year. So that combination of things drew a lot of student criticism and that kind of manifested itself in the memes page often. But you know, one thing that did dominate social media that students were super excited about was French President Emmanuel Macron visiting campus. He he came to campus, hosted this town hall in the Smith Center. Tons of students got selfies with him, took pictures with him. He went and ate a tonic before he went over to the Smith Center. So that also was super, super uh, prevalent on social media. Also kind of circulating on the memes page has been this debate as to whether or not we should still be called the Colonials. Can you tell us more about that kind of from the student association perspective? Uh, Yeah, so a couple of students launched this petition calling for the university to change its nickname from the Colonials to something else, like maybe the Revolutionaries or the Hippo. That's been the fan favorite, I would say. Um, The Hippo, there's this Hippo statue outside of Lisner, and it's been there since 2000, I believe. Former university president Stephen Joel Trachtenberg, he donated that. Um, It's been sitting there kind of in the unofficial mascot for a long time, and students were saying that the Colonial is very 
offensive. Students can't wear merchandise with colonials on it abroad because uh, a fear of offending someone who's experienced the negative effects of colonialism. So that has sparked a huge debate on campus between students saying, you know, this is very offensive. This is not something that we can bring internationally, especially as they're trying to become a global university and a global research university. And then other people have said, you know, this is history. The We had colonies, that sort of thing. So it's been this huge debate. Well, thanks for coming on, Kayla, and telling us more about this past year's top news stories. Yeah, of course, anytime. Now that we've caught you up on some of our top news stories from this past year, here's our culture editor, Matt Dines, as they tell us about our guide for freshmen attending the colonial inauguration. I'm here with Sarah Roach, who wrote a story on dealing with different kinds of roommates that you'll meet in your freshman dorms. So let's get right into it. One type of roommate that you wrote about was the stay-at-home roommate. And I think we've all been there, you know, had our lazy days, but some students just do not get out of their beds. Yeah, I definitely had this experience uh, throughout my freshman year. I had two roommates who stayed in their dorm for a majority of the time, and they mostly were watching Netflix, uh, making food in the room, sleeping, and I noticed that sometimes it's a little bit difficult to have a little bit of alone time to go back to your room and do your thing without anyone else being there. What do you have to do to, you know, get through to these students who don't really uh, give you your alone time? I'm not sure it's a matter of getting through to these roommates. It's just sort of adapting to the fact that they're going to be there no matter what, and you have to figure out a way to just do things on your own and zone out. And there are definitely places on campus where you can find some alone time and learn to recalibrate and recharge without a roommate around. But I know that your roommates may have had the impression that you were another type of roommate that we talked about, which is the ghost. So how would you explain that trope? The ghost is really just the roommate who's never there. This person could be showing up at the dorm at 3, 4 in the morning with no word of their whereabouts throughout the day or into the evening. This type of roommate is typically someone who's overly involved in certain organizations on top of their school workload. They just have to get a lot of things done and they can't do it in the room. So this roommate is someone who likes to do things by themselves, but every once in a while, if they're showing up really late at night, it's really good to just send a text uh, to that person and just check in because there's really no harm in, in knowing where this person is every once in a while, especially if they really aren't sleeping because they're never there. I think just a good like reconvening and and saying like how is everything are you 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 know handling all your tasks are you are you feeling overwhelmed because you know it can be a good idea to pull someone back into reality yeah that was definitely beneficial for me um sometimes when I wasn't back in my room for days on end or only for short periods of time um, my roommate would text me and say hey I have a brownie like I I got um something to eat for you and then I'd say oh like I should probably just like go back and hang out because there's really no harm in taking you know some alone time um going back to relax a little bit Great. Well, I think that's some great advice, Sarah. Thanks, Matt. I'm here with contributing culture editor Catherine Abugazala, who wrote a story on the essential do's and don'ts for your CI adventure. Hi, Catherine. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Now, I think that there is a lot of planned events that go on at CI, but not everyone knows how to navigate it with the most finesse. And I know that you had a lot of, you know, precautions for these students. And one of them was to not take yourself so seriously. Would you want to elaborate? 
Absolutely. I think one of the things about being at CI that you should keep in mind is to not be condescending and not try to show off this high school persona because nobody cares about your AP credits and nobody cares about your GPA. While it is good to be, you know, open to the CI excursions that they have planned for you, you also write that it's not always great to follow it to a T. Exactly. Your CI experience should be what you want it to be. You don't have to go to everything. I know I skipped some of the seminars on Greek life. You can essentially attend whatever you want to attend, as well as the required activities, including course registration. If you don't want to go to all the activities, then skip them and either work on your schedule for the fall or go and explore Foggy Bottom. And what about students who don't really want to have an excursion and would rather stay in? That's great. You can work on course registration or you can meet people on your floor, which is great. But you don't want to get too friendly with your floor mates because there is nothing worse than rooming with five other people and then kicking them out so you can have alone time with someone else on CI. You don't need to do that. And also, you know, people, like you said, might not remember the roommate who was easy and friendly, but they definitely will remember by name the one who sexiled them on their last night before registration. Following that, like you said about adventuring out to do things you may, that may not be on the CI program, how do you find a balance between doing things that you could enjoy, but staying out of trouble? CI should be a wholesome experience. Don't do anything that you wouldn't do if your family were there. Don't try a new fake ID. Don't try to get into anything that would cause you and GWPD to clash. You don't want to have to call home and tell your parents that you need to get out of a sticky situation. All right, Catherine, I think that if students followed these CI tips that they would have a great experience. I sure hope so. Thanks, Matt. I'm here with Ariana Dunham, our video editor, who wrote a story on packing must-buys and things to skip. So we were both freshmen, so we have the lived experience of coming to a freshman dorm with all the things you don't need and then none of the things you do. So the first thing we can talk about is decorations. It's really hard to, I think, personalize your room without going too crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen a few dorms that are a little extra, and I don't think that's entirely necessary. But you know, you can still bring some cute stuff, like get that tapestry that everyone and their mom has off Amazon, buy some posters. I remember, I think I went to the bookstore my freshman year and I got this Monet calendar and I just like cut out all of the photos and used those as posters and it was really cheap. So you can just do some simple stuff like that. Right, and I know that a big part of decorating can just be lighting and the right choices for that. Yeah, I've lived in three residence halls since being here and all of them have been, just had the worst lighting. I think like each room had a single light. So bringing in some cute, I mean, cute lights just to make your room look nice, but also just for function, like you need to study. So while some of those decorative things are gonna be useful and provide a lot of ambiance, some are just plain nuisances. And I think a shag rug is one of the prime examples of that. I have some horror stories about a shag rug in my room sophomore year that one of my roommates bought. It was really cute at first. We were all like, this is great. Like, thank you for getting this. And then no one vacuumed it for the entire year. And I think there's probably something living in it by the end of the year. It was nasty. So just like, just don't do that is my recommendation. Hardwood is always just easier. So let's talk packing clothes. You know, there are always situations where 
you get to your dorm and realize you need to throw a bunch of your clothes back into your mom's trunk. And I really want to know what you think about how to pack for all occasions while still packing light. Yeah, definitely. I know to like a lot of dorms, you're probably going to have maybe four to six dresser drawers and you're going to be sharing a closet with someone else. So definitely you want to use that space wisely. So one thing I did before I moved to DW is I just went through all of my clothes And I got rid of everything that I didn't wear a whole lot and I was really picky and then I sold that stuff. So I used that to buy books. So that's something handy that you can do too. But also I know some people will, they'll bring some like summer and fall stuff for first semester, maybe a couple winter coats for the very end. And then when they go home for winter break, they'll bring that stuff back with them and then bring the heavier stuff. Yes. And one thing students should learn is that you don't have to be ashamed about being an outfit repeater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, your Monday, Wednesday classmates, they don't know your Tuesday, Thursday life. Oh, no. Yeah, repeat the, wear the same outfit back to back. Go ahead. Yeah, those jeans don't need to be washed, and you don't want to pay that $350 for the laundry anyway. Oh, yeah. So another essential for any dorm room, I don't care what anybody says, is a first aid kit. Yeah, my freshman year, my, I believe it was my sweet mate, she just like cut herself kind of lightly and wasn't serious but she was like does anyone have a band-aid and we asked everyone on our entire floor and no one had a band-aid and it was just that very classic like first time on your own you're like crap this is stuff I need to buy so yeah just I would recommend stocking up on the very basic first aid stuff well Ariana if freshmen took your packing tips to heart they would surely thrive their first semester here yeah I think so too that's all for this week thanks for joining us on getting to the bottom of it Getting to the Bottom of It is hosted by news editors Meredith Roten and Leah Potter and features culture editor Matt Dines. This podcast is produced by managing editor Matt Cullen, video editor Ariana Dunham, and contributing photo editor Ethan Stoller. Music is produced by Olk Studio. Special thanks to Catherine Abuguzala, Kayla Harris, and Sarah Roach for joining us. See you in August.